Hello and welcome to Two Nerds Sitting on a Couch, in which two nerds sit on a couch and discuss science fiction and fantasy. When I write my screenplay for my Groundhog Day movie, it is going to be a scene where somebody wakes up, they go about doing 15-20 minutes of their day before they get killed, and then they wake up in their bed, and everything happens exactly the same way because the universe is completely deterministic. I'm going to call it Orange You Glad I Didn't Say Banana. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. High five. High five. I don't, I don't even, I mean, I feel like this is, yeah, that was like a Borat high five where I just shouldn't have high fived you. Yeah, probably not. Anyway, because the reason we are here today is... You know, so we did a series on Groundhog Day-like movies. We closed time loops. Closed time loops. That, repeating. You know, repeating closed time loops. Right. Which it, which were largely comedies. And ultimately were about reaching enlightenment. A lot of them were about, like, I want to order the world in the perfect way, and then I can move on. Right. Or making yourself a better person. Or, or coming to terms with grief. some situation or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Which is maybe the whitest way you can deal with a time loop. Because apparently, so we finally, and I've known about this movie since the Oscars. Because it won an Oscar mm -hmm. for... Best short film. Yeah. And it's called Two Distant Strangers. Um, it's maybe a half hour long. And it involves a... Um, it's a, a black man wakes up at his booty calls house. You know, it's, it's been a one night stand so mm -hmm. far yet. Uh, it, you know, they have a nice morning. He goes out on the street. Uh lights a cigarette and then a white cop shows up and starts giving him shit pushes him against the wall and he ends up down on the ground in an I can't breathe situation and I like kind of I mean that that whole sequence I felt really upset by you know like like you know we're from Minneapolis and I have to this day I have not seen the George Floyd film in its entirety mm -hmm. um because i like at this point i feel like as a white woman like watching him die is it, that's just like a snuff film like i don't like it's not for me right it's horrible um so watching so anyway so watching this like i got very tense <laughs> anyway so then then you know he wakes up after being killed and goes down and, you know, avoids certain things and still ends up dead. And then, and then it turns into the Groundhog Day thing where he's, you know, he does, he doesn't leave the apartment. They come to the wrong apartment for a drug dealer and kill him. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like ultimately the, the metaphor here is like, how are the many different ways that black people have been shot by police recently? I mean, like, that's, it's kind of like over and over again. It's like, you yeah. know, you, you don't, you actually, you could, you, you don't have to do anything. It's There's just, they make yeah. a mistake and you get killed. I right. mean, like, you, you could, like, be, you know, just Breonna walking Taylor. down the street and get yep. killed. I mean, like, it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to get killed. 
Um, you know, and that's kind of, you know, I guess that's just the reality that we, that we live in. And the, the ultimately like, you know, so his, his booty call is like, well, you know, why don't you try talking to him? And so, and, and interestingly, she does say at one point that she has a gun and that's never, that is never the, the scene where he's like, give me the gun. Let me go shoot him first. Like, because that would that never work. Well, whether it works or not, that's not ever actually explored which i think is interesting that they brought it up and then never never like that was not one of the sequences you know which is which is a really interesting um way to 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 play it but then so he does talk to him you know and he's like you know hey man like here's the deal like i'm gonna predict the future and you're gonna have your mind blown and then you know you're gonna end up shooting me and then he gets killed some other different way or whatever happens, you know, and like, well, finally he... no, I mean, yeah. So there's, there's two iterations of him coming to talk to the, to the white cop, mm-hmm. right? Who, I mean, just sort of sidebar and this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but that guy, so there's a, it's in New York. Mm-hmm. It's very New York. Um, but that actor is so fucking Canadian because he keeps, <laughs> he keeps saying again, again, which is not, I mean, I don't know any other English speakers in North America that say again, again, but Canadians. Anyway, yeah. however, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's not what this is about. It's not. <laughs> no, this is funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. Okay. Anyway, so there's two iterations of him trying to talk to the cop, right? Yeah. So the first time he and and I thought it was kind of interesting because again we've watched a number of Groundhog Day like movies, mm-hmm. right? So there's Let's just name them. There's Groundhog Day. There's a Map of Tiny Perfect Things. There's Palm Springs. Springs, And there's Boss Level. And uh, 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 Live, Die, Repeat. uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. So those are the... There are others. I mean, I'm pretty sure that we went through... Uh, There were more than that that we had even... Well, but these are these are definitely the ones that sort of matter, and so they're either they're either action or they're comedy or they're but you know, none of them hit hot button issues like this. Right. None of them involve Black America. Yeah. Well, and interestingly, because like they're all about achieving enlightenment in some way or whatever, you know, I mean, like or or purposely not doing that. I mean. Even in like like both Palm Springs and Map of Tiny Perfect Things, name check Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. and, and this one didn't. Doesn't. I mean, this is like this is carefully <laughs> I doesn't. Mean, it's like this is not Groundhog Day, it, but it is. It's totally right. Groundhog Day. Oh wait, for wait. black people, and you get shot at the end of it. Yeah, right. Because you know, nothing is over funny. and over and over again. Over again, it's horrible. Anyway, so okay, but what I was saying is that there's two iterations of him trying to talk to the cop, right? Mm-hmm. And they use these sort of post-Groundhog Day, or even in Groundhog Day, there's always the point when the person caught in that time loop, you know, does the flex of, uh, like, I know what's like going on. Like, I'm going to catch the bottle before I'm it gonna, breaks. Right. I'm going to catch and the bottle. It's gonna I'm going to be perfect day. Well, and, and they do the flex, but there's also the point at which that they talk to the per- the talk to somebody in the time loop and are like i'm gonna i'm gonna this is gonna happen this is gonna happen this is gonna happen right Right. so the first time he does that with the the white cop what's his name merc merc 
um, Officer Merck. So he goes down. He's like, all right, Officer Merck, you're going to do this. I'm going to do this. He zips open his bag. He's like, you're going to say this. And then he repeats it with him, which is another like, that's another thing that happens in all of these. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think is really interesting that they're using this very, you know, it's very tightly related to these other films in many ways. And in this very, very important part, it's different. Anyway, so then, you know, and he gets away, actually, and he's going down the alley, and two young black men run past him, and he can hear the cops start yelling at them, and he's like, (sighs) and he turns around, and like, you, you don't see what happens, but clearly he gets killed mm-hmm. trying to stop them from murdering those two black men. Right. Um, and then the second iteration, which is actually kind of a long, long sequence, right? Mm-hmm. The second time he talks to the cop, he's like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Um, why don't you drive me home? They have a long conversation and it's, you know, totally racial. Yeah, but I mean, I think importantly, like towards the end, the the white cop is like, well, you know, I think we just need to agree to disagree. And it's like, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's there's just ignorance and awareness. It's not agree to disagree. You're, right. you're agreeing to be ignorant, but whatever. Right. You know, or, that's fine. Or, I mean. Like, obviously that it hasn't, like talking has not changed anything. Right. And also like agree to disagree about your basic humanity like that's not right. actually a an agree to disagree situation well i mean except it is if you're you know a, a racist that's yeah, the, no, whole, that's that's right. the whole point you know of this movie anyway that. um yeah so at this point i was actually getting a little worried because i was like if this is going to be that you know because they even have a scene where they they like shake hands and it's sort of focused on you know, the black hand in the white hand and like we're we finally achieved we're like some achieving, sort of detente. Yeah, we're achieving some sort of enlightenment, you know, per Groundhog Day movies. Right. Um, and he starts oh, because this whole time he's just been trying to get back to his apartment to let his dog out, who right. for sure has tar- already pissed all over his apartment. Yeah. Um and at that point, uh the cop is like LOL, I'm aware of this time loop as well. Um, this was the best one you've done so far. You've tried everything. You've tried everything. And you've tried talking. You've tr- And this is the best one so far. And then he kills him again. Because mm-hmm. that's the whole point. Is that like he is aware of, of it and he doesn't care. Right. Like he's agreeing to disagree. Like yeah. with his gun. You that's know? that's what agreeing to disagree means. Is yeah. that well, I mean I think that and the, the whole point of it, like metaphorically, is just that like the system doesn't care. Like it is aware mm-hmm. and doesn't care. Which yeah. I mean is more or less the case. You know, I mean it's not like yeah. it's not like like, you know, institutional r- racist America hasn't been aware that it has this problem. It just doesn't give a shit. No. You no. know, like uh, yeah. that's the problem, you know. Yeah, and so, I mean, and so that was that was one of those things where I was watching it and I was like, oh, shit, are we going to end up hugging at the end? No hugging at the no, end. No, that would be, a, that would be totally... like a white person ending where it's like at the end, you, you make sure that white people feel good about it. Yeah, know? yeah, no, exactly. So, um, anyway. I mean, and actually, I guess I'm not as happy with the ending that we did get, which was, 
you know, I'm just in a, like, I'm faster and I'm stronger and I'll, I'll, I'll figure out a way to get around it, whatever. And it was like, I mean, it was, it was, it was a message of, of like, you know, um, in the, in the face of adversity, I'm going to march on, which is, I guess, fine, but it's like, realistically, you're, you're getting, you're getting killed every day, you know? I mean, I guess, what else are you going to do? I was going to say, what, what, what are your options, man? Like, you don't have options. You're not coming out of it. So I still think though he should have just taped the number upside down and they wouldn't have had a reason. Yeah, but they, they would have. But that's the thing is that like you know they had the you know they had the crawl at the end of the dozens of and not even all of them, not even an exhaustive list, right. a, a short list yeah. of the dozens of black people in America who have been killed doing absolutely nothing, including sleeping. Right. You know, like Philander Castile, another black man who was killed, you know, in Minneapolis adjacent, you know. He had a concealed, you know, he had a, uh, he was legal to have that gun. He said, I have a gun. Mm -hmm. It is legal. And he was still killed. Like there's nothing, like there's no adherence to the law or anything that will stop it. Right. Like, like when they break into the apartment, they're like, he's got a knife and it was a whisk. It was, oh God. It was a very interesting Groundhog Day adjacent narrative because I think that, yeah, as its focus on race in America, it definitely said very, very different things than the white iterations did. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, like, while we were watching it, I was like, why can't he just, you know, search for enlightenment like the white people do? You know, right. because it's like, that's not the, the you know, right. the, 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 the black experience does not involve right. achieving enlightenment. You, you are, right, you're just sort you're of... You're not allowed enlightenment. You're not allowed... Like, enlightenment is, is a, like, you know... Right. That that's for white people. Like what you're trying to do is survive. <laughs> right. You know, at, at any like by any means necessary, right? I mean like I mean that's survival liter- is that's, like just the only thing you can focus on. That's literally Malcolm X's line, right? Yeah. Is by any means necessary. Yeah, because no, exactly. that's all you have a, like just whatever you can do. Right. Well, because it's survival. You know, I mean like and that's and that's like why he like they have a whole conversation like he and his and his booty call where you know, she was like, whose well, name was... is Perry, right? Perry, not like Tyler, but like the water, like the water. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I kind of feel like that's, I don't know, it's just well, anyway. So, I guess, um, before we wrap up, um, because it's just a little bitty episode, you know, like when we it was only like a half an hour long, yeah, no, right? Um, but I guess I just wanted to mention there was this movie that we saw, um. Uh, Duluth does a film festival. Um, I think it might be the Zinema that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the last one they did was in 2019, I believe. It would have been before the pandemic. Right. Um, so we went to a couple films in it. It's actually unbelievably cool. They're all free. Like Some of them are better than others. Oh, some of them are way better than others. Because we, some, you know, I... I probably shouldn't talk too much shit, but there was a local filmmaker where I was just like, dude, that was such a jerk off fest. (laughs) Anyway, so we saw this film that at the time was titled Black. The film was entitled Black. And it was done by a filmmaker in Minneapolis whose name is, let's see if I can find this, um, David J. Buchanan. Um, 
so he made this film called Black. This was in, like, the film was made in 2018, and it was, like, after Flandreau Castile, but before um, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it took place in a suburb, like, I don't know, one, one of the inner ring suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it involved a, a young black man being shot to death by a white cop. Um, and the story has to do with his brother, um, sort of, uh, becoming radicalized. I mean, I don't know, I I don't want to oversell, but sort of becoming a figure who's like, I am going to make a movement and I'm going to, you know, I am going to fight the system. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, you know, and it's. It was a really, it was a really powerful film. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. um, it was, you know, and I, I just did a little research on it because it's actually really difficult to find a film called Black. <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly, it was re-released in 2020 after George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, it was retitled Black in Minneapolis. Which would make it easier yeah, to find. That's totally easier to find. Um, and actually, unfortunately, it meant that like I looked it up on IMDb and it has an average rating of like one point eight, which makes me want to like punch a bunch of people. Is that because they're all white? Kind of, because one of them is like, "Oh, this is just a rip off of you know George Floyd or whatever," and I was like, "Motherfucker, look at the dates. <laughs> look at the fucking dates. I know, right? It's not even fucking funny. It's totally sad. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not funny, but it's, it's not it's really funny. It's totally awful. It's and I like tried to log in to be like, "Fuck you," and give it ten stars. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah. Anyway, so it was a really interesting movie, and it like and I. Obviously, like, I'm going to be much more like, this is where I live. These are people I understand. These are home. Like, it took place in, like, like, you know, all, like, all of the home locations. I was like, I've been in that house. I've been mm-hmm. in that house. So there's definitely, like, for me, an aspect of familiarity where I'm like, these are people I, I recognize. These right. are places I recognize. Like, this is, you know, this is, like, black Minneapolis. I mm-hmm. totally get it. Um, so there's that. Um, but also anyway, so we watched this movie and, uh, the filmmaker was actually there, um, which is really cool. And so he was there to answer questions after the film and it was, it was all, it was all white people who were like, your movie has upset me and I don't know how to deal with my feelings. Did and, you try not being so angry? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, and I like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I understand your plight, <laughs> but I don't think that anger is the right way to approach. I it. know. I mean, I feel like literally that was said out loud, yeah. and I feel like, you know, and it's totally sad because I like, I just like couldn't get my shit together enough to like ask a question because I actually had one, which was the filmmaker very clearly put, and this happens in in. Um, Two Distant Strangers as well. Yeah, at the beginning, there's, like, this whole, like, thing of books. Right. So they, they like, pan over books, and I think one of them is... Uh, uh, it was Native Son, I think. Was Yeah, something like that. So it was a, a Baldwin book. But yeah, it was a Baldwin book, and there was another one which I didn't recognize. Anyway, 
but you know there was definitely like a pan over like here's a certain black literature that obviously this guy's reading mm -hmm. and in the movie black in minneapolis it's everywhere all over the film is like stacks of books and they totally have like hennepin county library on the spines mm -hmm. like like if you were to make a bibliography of that film like it would say something clearly mm -hmm. um but i never got my shit together to ask like was this intentional what do you I'm have sure it was. i'm sure it was but like do you have a bibliography can you talk about your reading right. can you talk about this guy's reading because that would be that would be fascinating. Yeah. I would totally love to hear those answers, but I didn't get my shit together. And basically a bunch of white Duluthians, which are most Duluthians were like, ah! yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but so I guess I would urge you to maybe check out black in Minneapolis. Cause it is kind of an interesting movie. Yeah. You know, like especially being made between Philandro Castile and George Floyd. Right. Because I feel like George Floyd was such a watershed. Um, although, who knows? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there's there are going to be more watersheds. It's not. It's constant watershed. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the the characters in it. Like they were both like well, both the the him and his booty call. Like their little conversations were. I mean, they were very likable. And I think that the the white cop was cast really well as like you know. Just sort of the, the your standard white racist asshole who who really doesn't care. And it turns out it's just like playing this sort of game the whole time. The whole like, time. It's you know, and that's and that's the the really like the the meat and potatoes of this is is the um you know, if only they knew. Yeah. You know, and it's like they they know. Of course they know. They, know. they just don't yeah. care. They just why don't would they care. care? Yeah. You know, like that the problem is they know. Well, I mean, because this is this comes down to like, oh yeah, like let's try to deprogram, etc. And it's like, yeah, deprogramming racist takes an enormous amount of emotional energy, and it's not going to be able to come from like black people aren't going to be able to deprogram white racists, you know? Right. Like the well, only people I mean, who like, might people even be able to try around that story of the the black man who befriends the KKK members and like. And, and ends up like single-handedly disbanding the KKK in that area because he just, he made friends with all of them and they saw the error of their ways. And it's just like, that is such a white person's story. Like, it's not even you know, real. Like that, that's like, yeah, you know, totally. If that were me, I would totally like, yeah, yeah. woo. Woo. You know? Yeah, if that were me. No, it's not, that's not how like, any not, of this works. Like, that's not his responsibility. No, no. And it's, yeah, I and mean. it's not realistic. Because, and also, you know? I mean, like, it, <laughs> like, like also as a white person trying to deprogram racist relatives, it's not even possible. Like no, and like yeah. and that's coming from you're already white, you know. Right. Like it's not you can't do it. Right. Those fucks aren't gonna listen to you. And that's like this movie here. Like it's just a cycle. It just keeps going. You know. I mean, you think you make some strides forward, but no, and then you're back where you started. You know. Yeah. Like it just doesn't. Like they know. They just don't care because they don't have to. No, they don't because it doesn't affect them. Yeah. Yeah. And they also get just get to, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like the kind of level of glee at, you know, being able to murder with impunity is definitely part of the, the Grops experience. Like that's yeah. definitely like, this is, this is fun for him. Yeah. He's having yeah, a good totally. time. You know, it's good. It's fun. Which is just like, 
I mean, because, like, because this is one piece of it, but, like, you know, there's all that structural shit, you know, like, where, like, on many, many levels, like, racism isn't even about individuals. That is true. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely true. It's about, like, like institutions are set up in certain ways, Mm -hmm. and those disenfranchise, you know, people of color, and they enfranchise white people, and that's... It's it's really hard to identify those things. In terms of like the the Groundhog Day narratives, it generally revolves around that perfect day, and this is the shitty day, right? Like this all is he's like trying the to exact do is not opposite. get killed. Yeah. And in in all of the other Groundhog Day movies, they're trying to arrange the world in some sort of like perfect order, or you know, like the right like if you can only hit on the right thing then the universe will shine upon you or whatever mm-hmm. and like this movie is not about that at all like Mm-mm. the universe is shitting on you every day mm-hmm. and it will just keep doing that you know like mm-hmm. life is suffering this was definitely um a really interesting sort of counterpoint to the perfect day narratives because <laughs> yeah. it's just like how do i make it not so awful slightly yeah. how can i just make it through alive yeah well Which i is... mean and like that was literally the, the plot of boss level was, yeah how, how do i survive this but like but that was just a... such a really different way yeah i was gonna be <laughs> like, know, that's... like that and like it's there was no message there that was just like a fun action adventure romp but with this one it's like the the whole idea of survival is is i mean it's almost not even the point the, the like the whole point is that it's like what what does survival even look like? What does that mean then? You mm-hmm. know, like what kind of life are you are you allowed? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's it. You're allowed certain right. things. Well, right, because it's like you know, there's nothing you can do about the like murderous racism that is against you. Like you can't stop them. You can't make them change. Right. So yeah. what do you do? Right. What do you do? in a system that is murderously racist and that's a really hard question and that's a question that black america wakes up with every morning yeah high five